Hello, hello, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, beautiful people. We are back in the building, you know, in the studio doing what we do. Welcome back to the All In No Limits podcast. Let's get comfortable because you already know how it go. Your girl got to be comfortable, and I hope you guys get comfortable, too, as you listen in. Tune in, however you just in. <laughs> awesome. Thank you again for coming back to the All In No Limits podcast, where you're going to always find me, your girl, your sister, your best friend, your pusher, your motivator, your biggest hype man. I believe in you. It's me, your girl, Sharani Vaughn, and we came to dive into a good conversation today you guys i want y'all to talk back to me leave a comment let me know what you think let me know how you feel i really want to know how you feel about these topics that we're discussing have it helped you have you ever experienced these things and how did you get through these things or how did you navigate these things or maybe you're still working on these things talk to your girl because i talk back <laughs> You guys, it's a beautiful day, and we're going to make everything about today beautiful. You hear me? Everything about today beautiful. You already know I got my handy-dandy phone because there's where my notes are, even though I can barely see them because your girl keep forgetting to grab her glasses. Those things are so necessary. I don't know why I be forgetting, y'all. I be tripping sometimes. Got my coffee because I need that coffee. All right, so today, let's dig into this thing. Let's just dive in real quick. Today, we're going to be talking about patience. Anybody have patience? Anybody need patience? Anybody seeking patience? Anybody have the desire to have patience? We're going to talk about what patience is. We're going to talk about how to obtain patience. We're going to talk about <laughs> how patience help you wait in the waiting period of expectations of what you're waiting for. Patience is necessary. Patience is a mindset. Patience is a lifestyle. This is just my definition, but let's go into Webster's because y'all already know we got to see what Webster got to say about patience, right? Um, Webster's Dictionary says, the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. <laughs> I'm talking to the parents right now. I know this whole big thing about gentle parenting. That crap is hard. And like I tell everybody that I talk to about this, I'm going to only gentle parent so much. I'm only going gentle parent so much to where I be like, look, I done tried the niceness. I done tried the calmness. You tested my patience. But, yeah. We need patience. So the Webster Dictionary say again, I'm going to just read it again because I thought it was actually a good one. I know I try to look for multiples, but this was a good one. It says the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. People are like, I got patience, I got patience. And as soon as something go wrong, they go from zero to 100. People think that is such a cool thing where I could go from zero to 100 real, real quick. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a flex. <laughs> It's not a flex. It's not a flex that you could go from zero to 100 real quick. It's not a flex that somebody can take you from your calm, peaceful, humble, reserved self to off the charts and off the wall like that. Now, granted, I know some situations and some circumstances 
merits an off-the-wall type of response. Like, don't come from my kids. Don't come from my granny. Don't come from my mama. And please don't come from my sister. Don't come from my family. Those are the things that would trigger me, but I've learned to even navigate through those situations with calm, with poise, with respect. And I learned to address the situation a certain way before I need to go there. I've learned to address people, even in my frustration and anger, when I'm boiling inside, I've learned to still speak in a very calm and respectful manner to let me get to the bottom of this because I want to know, is this what you meant? Is this what you did? Or did I misread it the wrong way? Let's let's calculate this real quick before I lose my wits, okay? Um, but patience. So I did dive, I dived into patience a little more. And let me tell you why. Because I remember there was a time I didn't have patience. I remember there was a time where I didn't like that part of me. You know, and not saying I didn't like me, because I love Sharon. We all know that. But Sometimes there's certain parts of you that you don't really agree with. And sometimes you feel like it's out of your control because you've been doing it so long and that's just how your mind and your body responds to things. But then at the same time, you come to realize, like, you know what? I don't like that. And I have the ability to change that. And let me tell y'all, I had to be... I think I was in the eighth grade, getting ready to graduate... And I'll never re never forget this. It was like an epiphany. And it was like a revelation for myself. And I didn't like the person that I was becoming. I don't know if I was becoming her, but I, I was her. So growing up, my mom had this thing. Uh, shout out to Savon. Mommy, you did this. And when I was younger, I was young. I had to be like in first grade, maybe, I think. And my mom's whole thing was... Um, if somebody hits you, you better hit them back. And if you don't hit them back, I'm going to beat your butt. Those are the clean words to it, okay? And so one of my good friends, well, I thought she was my good friend. You know when you kids, everybody a good friend. Um, and we were kids, and she kept picking at me, picking at me. And you know when you're a kid and you just waking up, something in my eye, uh, you know when you're a kid and you just waking up, like you don't really want to be bothered, right? It's like you need to wake up all the way. You're just kind of... And I had just woke up, went outside, my cousins, everybody out, and we just kind of chilling, and she kept picking me, pick, like, picking. And I went upstairs like, Mom, so-and-so keep... And she said, if you don't go out there and beat her, I'm going to beat you. Y'all, as a kid, you listen to your parents. I don't know about these kids nowadays, but when, when our parents tell us to do something back in the day, we did exactly what our parents told us to do. We we did exactly what... Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go fight her because I ain't going to fight her. <laughs> I ain't going to fight my mama because my mama's a straight-up thug, okay? I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I'm going to take my chances outside. So I go outside and I beat the girl up, right? Blah, 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 fighting. And that started my journey of... Oh, if somebody bother you, you just fight. If somebody do this, you just hit them. It became a problem, you guys, because I started fighting a lot. You look at me crazy or you say something to me disrespectful, I'm going to just take off because my mama said, if I don't beat you up, she's going to beat me up, and I ain't about to get beat up by my mama. Even though my mama rarely ever even spanked us. Like, I could probably count on one hand how many times I got whooped, and that's combined with her and my granny, and my granny only whipped me once. Shame on you, grandmother. She has apologized still to this day, y'all, though. I'll tell you about that another day. <laughs> um, but, um, so I I had developed this, um, 
this idea and this thought and this concept in my brain that you just pop off. You just, you just, you just, you just, that's how you respond to things. It's not. It's actually very, um, it's very irresponsible. It's very childish. Um, and it doesn't benefit you when you become an adult or even growing up because you realize that some things take a little bit more time than others. And some things you got to kind of address it a different way. And some things you're going to have to wait a little bit longer than other things. And it's not because you're not going to get it because we understand that a delay is not a denial. Just because it's delayed doesn't mean it's denied. If they say they can't get this done on your car ready on Monday, but it will be ready by Wednesday at 12 noon, it's not a denial. It's just delayed. And, yeah, you might not want to wait, but what's the harm in waiting? In fact, you might get better results by waiting than not waiting. So this is where I came in with my patience, y'all, because I had to learn. And like I said, around it was around eighth grade, I realized, like, okay, Sharon, you need to do better. You need to do better. You don't want people to perceive you a certain way. You don't want to be this hothead, this mean girl, this... Da, 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 da. That's not who you are. You're a beautiful human being. And yeah, you're reserved and you keep to yourself, but you have that thing where you could pop off anytime. That's not healthy. That's not healthy because if I hear the wrong thing, if I see the wrong thing, it was like a go. And it was unnecessary because who wants to behave like that? Who? It's not cute. At all. I'm here to tell you, all y'all little, you grown folks that think it's oh so cute and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a flex to be like, I'll go to zero to a hundred real, real quick. No, 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 no. That's not cute. And it's not healthy. And it's not mature. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up and learn how to communicate in a way that doesn't cause you to put your hands on people or cause you to curse people out and cause you to get completely out of character. It's time for us to grow up. I know a lot of us don't like to hear that, but it it is really, really time for us to grow up. It's time for us to be big girls and big boys, you know, and learn to navigate life a little differently in a better way. Because if you notice... If you are that person that's really quick to pop off, don't have patience, ready to yell, scream, and all that before you even get an understanding, before you try the gentle living. <laughs> we're not going to call it gentle parenting. We're going to call it gentle living, okay? Because when you learn to be gentle, you have to learn to be gentle with a lot of situations. You got to be learn to be gentle with the people in your workplace. You have to be learn to be gentle with people at school. You have to be learned to be gentle with your peers. You have to, no, no matter where you at. I was in Target last week, you guys, and a lady was so rude. And the voice is in my head. <laughs> I promise you. I thank God for change because the voices in my head were saying very, some crazy stuff, y'all. They were saying like, and it wasn't, it was because she was so rude and she was just like, so we're standing in line, you know, and I believe in, in, in personal space. I give people their personal space. I try not to get too upset when people don't know how to give me personal space, but I'd be like, it's okay. They probably don't know, you know, their environment probably didn't teach them this or their culture didn't probably teach them this. And I'm just be like, Hey, you know, and I kind of move to the side a little bit, you know, I kind of not navigate through that thing. Um, but my basket was up and she needed to pay. But I didn't realize my basket was so far up 
by the machine where she needed to pay because I wasn't paying attention, y'all. I was somewhere else and I was in extreme pain that day. So I just was like out of it. I was just like, let me get this stuff and get out of this store immediately. I normally go through self-checkout, but self-checkout was like too long. So I was like, let me just get in this line. So the lady was like, excuse me, like me, like her facial expression, like, and I'm not going to tell y'all what I wanted to do because that wouldn't be healthy. But all of me, literally, literally, I had to stare at her, you guys, because the voices in my head was like battling with each other. Like, <laughs> I was like, because I need God to get the glory out of my response. I need him to because I realized my being is bigger than just Sharon. Like, I was, I was battling, y'all. And I was like... I literally looked at her and the words came out of my mouth and I was so proud of myself. But like all the voices in my head was like all battling, like the calm me, the rage me, you know, the crazy me. All of them was just like going at it. Like, why didn't you say this? Why didn't you say this? Why didn't you say this? Why didn't you just in my head? I promise you. And I said to her, I said, my apologies, ma'am. I wasn't aware that my basket was that close up there. She had a whole attitude job. Kept this same attitude, this same energy, all the way until she left. And what before she eat, while she was doing her thing, and I, as a voice, was talking. Because <laughs> I wanted to say something else. Now, I didn't, but the voices did. And I said, I started praying. And not only did I pray for myself, but I pray for her because I'm like, you know, I feel bad that she, this is how she has to, you know, be, this is, this is her natural response. She couldn't say, Hey, well, excuse me. I'm still right here. She couldn't say any of that. She like was loud and just, and I'm just like, ma'am, you don't make me look bad by acting like that. You make yourself look bad. But I, you know, I couldn't go into that because then she would have felt like I was trying to tell her what to do. Then it would have went there and I wouldn't have been able to control the calm Sharon. So that was just unnecessary. So I just said, okay, my apologies, ma'am. I didn't know. And I sat there, but I couldn't stop staring at her because the voices was like... <laughs> gonna lie to y'all I will not lie because you know Gerard <laughs> she you know she just be I don't know y'all and I was like and I literally prayed for her because I was like I remember when because in my in my environment rage was the only way to go um in my environment my mama will cuss you out in the middle of the grocery store. My mama hit me one time in the grocery store, y'all, and I felt like she was the most disrespectful person in the world. <laughs> I was like, I do not like this lady. <laughs> like, what made you rage? Like, I didn't do anything. So what made you hit me like that, girl? That's how I felt. Like, and I was a kid. Um, but that's what I knew. That's what I was raised around. So when I saw myself reenacting the behavior of my environment, I wanted different. I chose different. And mind you, I was only 13, 14 at the time that I made this decision for myself. So y'all know your girl been like a grown-up for a long, long time. And it's not that I'm a grown-up, but I, I became mature at a very young age because I had to teach myself a lot. A lot. And although my mom was a great mom and she did what she could do, 
there's a lot she didn't have time to teach me. She didn't have that time. And then although I had older siblings, they didn't make time to teach me anything. They, they were my siblings and they were living their life and they were doing their thing. We're all like two years apart, two, two, two. So it was like, I was kind of just out here living and making decisions on my own. And I was watching other people and I was like, Ooh, don't want to do that. Don't want to be that. Don't want to act like that. Don't want to end up like that. So I started just in my environment, instead of me conforming to my environment, I chose to restructure myself. I chose to, you know, reprogram my thoughts and my behaviors. Cause I'm like, I want to be known as someone that's a nice person. I want to be known as someone that's sweet, that's calm, that's supportive, that's loving. Like I want to be her. I don't want to be none of this. That's how I was. I didn't want to be none of this. So I know that our environments have a direct correlation to how we behave and how we act and how we respond. I'm a strong believer of that. But you have, when it, just because it directly affects you doesn't mean you have to take on that type of behavior, if that makes sense to you, right? So when I look at patience, I knew for me, I was like, you need to develop patience. You need to get, be calm because always being enraged will cause you to be like cause you to get sick. It will cause you to have a stroke. It will cause you to have a heart attack. Like these are direct correlations to these illnesses and these sicknesses because you, you don't know how to ever be calm. Why is your blood pressure so high? Calm down, calm down. And people don't want to hear calm down, especially an adult. They don't want to hear calm down. That to them, they feel like you're belittling them and you're, you're putting them in a child's place. But sometimes you have to put yourself in a child's place. That's discipline. You have to learn to discipline yourself, right? And part of me disciplining myself, I had to learn patience. And I said, okay, for me, patience is defined as an individual, an individual's ability to wait for something significant to happen without feeling frustrated due to delay so that's how I see it, because I think what steams our rage and, and our outbursts and our up, us being upset and angry is because we have expectations, right? And when you have expectations of a person, place, or thing, and it doesn't give you the results that you are requesting or you're expecting or in the time frame which you want, you get you you get upset, right? <laughs> I'm trying to use calm and collective words. <laughs> you get upset, right? Like, for instance, waiting on, you've been waiting on something, you know, and you, you're waiting in expectations for something great, something big and something dynamic to happen. And then um, let's go down this alley with this because I either had this experience. Say you're in the process of buying a house. And those of us who have been in the process of buying a house, it is a freaking process. Now, once it's all over, you'd be like, ooh, thank God, it's over. It's a blessing. It was worth it. But in the process of it, man, I wanted to throw that towel in so bad so many times. I even went on a hiatus where I did not look for a house for like two, almost three months. My realtor looked at me like, Sharon. She was calling me every day. I'm like, I'm frustrated. I became frustrated, y'all, because I had... So you're waiting, right? When you're in the process of waiting for something to happen, I had put a um, put an offering on a house. And it was like my dream house because, one, it was a one-story. So we all know I love one-stories. I'm not going to ever deny that. It was a one-story house, right? But it was in San Bernardino. I wasn't aware of the, the crime rate <laughs> and the drug rate 
in San Bernardino? I was not aware. So do your homework before you go deciding where you want to live at. Like, do all of your homework, okay? Um, and so I wanted this house. And it was, like, my ideal house because it reminded me of the porch that my grandmother had when I was a kid. And she had this big old porch. And I love porches because it was, like, where you could sit and you can just, you know swing on a swing or have a good talk and look at the neighborhood and just kind of vibe. It was the vibe that I wanted. Right. Um, and, um, it was the beautiful house. The porch went around the whole entire house. Y'all. It was a large porch and it went around a whole entire house and it was just a huge backyard. I was going to put a pool in there for the kids. I had this off the, the garage was off from the house, but it was a long um, driveway. I had a over here. I had like fruit trees, lemon trees. Oh my goodness. It was like the house was my house. I was like, this is mine. Soon as I see the house, yeah, and we had went to go see like several houses that day. But I saw that house. I said, "This is it. This is it." So I put the offering on the house. Um, escrow was like, "No, no, 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 no to this business," because there was an, another attached building to the house, which was technically on my property. But the people wanted to keep that part of it to them and keep. But the way that the deed was, everything belonged to me. If I bought the house. So Esker was like, no, they're trying to do this and then and this unless they release this and do that. So it was a whole big deal. Right. But then after going into escrow, y'all, <laughs> I found out how bad it was. And the area that I live was living in was not safe. I was like, oh, Lord, I promise you. I prayed. I said, God, help me to figure out how to get out of escrow, get out of um this thing without losing my money. Um, so it was a whole drawn out situation, y'all. So I finally, uh, I didn't, I, I did lose the money as far as like the inspection and all of that stuff because you have to pay for that stuff separately. Um, uh, but I got, um, the money back from like, uh, putting my offering on the house. So I, I was grateful for that. Um, cause I'm like, dang, I just put all this money down to go in on this house. Um, excuse me. Um, so anyway, long story short. I was, I, I got like discouraged after a while, after looking for so many houses and not being happy with what they look like, not satisfied. I'm like, this is not, no, 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 no. It was always a no because I'm like, this stuff is, this is not, it does not suit me. I'm not comfortable there. So I got tired of looking, y'all. So eventually I started back, but that's not the story. The story is sometimes you could be waiting and expectations for a certain house or uh, you ready to close and something happened or you're expecting a 30 day, you know, uh, closing. And now it's a 45 day. I come to realize that patience is so necessary in all of these situations, because say if I would have rushed and just went on and tried to get that house and then I would have been unhappy with the environment. I wouldn't have wanted my boys there at all. Even though I had a huge yard, front yard, backyard where they could have stayed. But even when you have yards, people come in your yards. People come in, you know, breaking your property. Even in the nicest places, people get burglarized. You know, so I had to be more conscious of what I was doing and how I was doing it. But thank God I had patience. And even though I sat down for a while, it took me a minute to breathe. Like, okay, let's, re let's regroup. Let's, let's not get discouraged. Because you can get discouraged along the way. And that will alter your patience, too. When you start to get discouraged, you start to doubt yourself. And you start to come down on yourself. But be patient. Don't result to anger. Don't result to frustration. Don't result to getting upset and going enraged. But learn how to be calm. 
Learn how to wait and let things settle where they may, and then address them accordingly. Learn how to navigate through the frustration and the difficulties rather than just, you know, going off the hinges. What I find in patience is there's quality in there. There's value in, in patience. There, I love it when I can talk to my kids, right? And there was a time where I had lost the patience. You know, like after you could get in seasons where your patience is very short this season and, and you really don't got time for foolishness. You really don't ha have time. Like you just tired, right? You're you're in that frustrated season. And I get that. Um, it doesn't mean you don't have patience. That just means your patience are not functioning at its highest capacity <laughs> at this moment, right? Um and so uh, I found myself snapping, and I didn't like it. See, that's where the self-evaluation and self-realization where you self-reflect comes in because I was snapping on kids. I was snapping on my best friend. I was snap. I, I didn't want to talk to people because I was just snapping. I was in a very snappy mood, right? And so I said, Sharon, you need to correct your attitude you need to correct it. And if you are not in a place where you can speak to people without snapping, then you need to keep to yourself for a while. You need to keep yourself away from people because that's not who you are, right? Now, what I started to do is, I was like, okay, we're going to dress this a little calm. And so what I started to do is when things, they're not listening, they're not doing it, I'll be like, okay, God. And I'll be like, look, I need y'all to listen. I'm telling you guys this nicely. And even now when I get upset after I've told them something like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven thousand times, I'm like, look, I'm trying to keep calm and I'm trying not to yell. I'm trying not to be upset with you. But what you're doing is highly disrespectful because I keep asking you not to. What you're doing, what you're like, I'm learning to address it and talk to them in a way that they understand. Look. It's only so many times God, I'm going to keep telling you to stop before I whoop your tail. Like, what's going on? You will get a spanking when you playing with me. That's why I tell people all the time, you don't want your kids to come around me because I discipline kids. It's only so many times I'm going to tell you to stop doing that. It's only so many times I'm going to tell you to stop being disrespectful. It's only so many times I'm going to tell you you are not allowed to talk back. So many times before my hands start smacking you. Like, get it together. Get it together. <laughs> so that's why I tell people, like, you don't want your kids around me because I I don't have to spank kids for them to listen, but if I have to, I will. Now, my kids know that. Like, they be like, I'm, I'm going to say this. But they learn to listen. Like, don't frustrate me. Don't put me in a space where I have to be frustrated because after so much time, you know, your patience is worked. Like, you're working my patience. I'm trying to be nice. You're working my patience. I'm trying to be calm. You're working my patience. But when you've learned to develop a lifestyle of patience, it becomes a little bit more natural. It becomes a little bit more calming. It comes. It becomes a little bit more relaxing. So what I mean by that is when you learn to be slow to speak, when you learn to be slow to respond, because that, that moment of like five to ten seconds that you take, it gives you a moment to think your thoughts through before you just blurt it out. Because sometimes we can have vomit in the mouth. We'll say whatever. You can't do that. You can't do that. Saying whatever can, can really damage a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Saying whatever you want to say can damage a lot of situations. You know, um, 
a lot of kids have had to grow up with parents saying some really mean things to them and, and things that were like heart wrenching, like literally cut you. Um, and some, some people don't bounce back from that. Some people don't bounce back from being called names and being uh, treated unfairly as a child. Some people don't bounce back from that. So, and this is me talking to our parents and our older people and our, and our leaders and, and our examples. Like if you're going to be ever so present in a person's life, you have to learn to be patient. Don't take on assignments where you don't have the patience enough to deal with it. Everybody want to be a parent, but you don't have patience enough to deal when your child is crying. A baby cries. That's the way they communicate. I know it's frustrating. I know sometimes we don't want to hear it, but you chose this. You chose this. That doesn't give you a right to hurt or harm this child or develop this resentment toward this child. You chose this kid. This kid didn't choose you. Didn't. When you take on assignments of trying to help a friend, whether they're dealing with uh, um, an addiction or dealing with a bad relationship, when you take on that assignment to be this person's friend and, and, and be their help, like, you got to be patient with that because it's going to be frustrating if you keep taking them to rehabs and they keep having to go back and forth. It's going to frustrate you to help someone get delivered from something and then they end up going back. That's frustrating. But if you don't have the patience to deal with that assignment, don't step into it. When you do certain things, you have to you have to develop. You have to, like I say, it's a you have to train yourself because patience is a lifestyle. Not you can't have patience with this person, but no patience with that person. That's not a lifestyle. That's you picking and choosing who you choose to be patient with. That's just like you picking and choosing who you choose to like and who you choose to talk to. Come on now, we're bigger than that. We're better than that, right? But with patience is, I'm going to have patience with you just like I have patience with you. Now, mind you, I always tell y'all about my four godsons, right? It's four of them, boys. Four. I have the same amount of patience with all of them. And although one of my kids have autism, I'm not going to have more patience with him than I have with any of the other ones. No. My boys know they get treated equally across the board. I love on all of them equally across the board. I discipline all of them equally across the board. No one gets more a discipline than the other, okay? Y'all are equal across the board. When I say something, I mean it across the board. Period. I don't care about the age. I mean it across the board. Because I feel like the smaller you are, the more you can soak it and understand it and get this knowledge that we're trying to give you, right? So you will grow up to be this. So what I'm saying is patience is like the quality and the value of it I, like, if you learn to do it, like, you will become so proud of yourself. You will see it. Like, when I say stuff, I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of myself. Like, that incident last Friday that I was not expecting, I was so proud of myself. Now, the, the girls in my head wasn't too happy with her. They weren't too happy with rational. They weren't too happy with patience. <laughs> they wasn't too happy with logic. They weren't happy with her. They was like, girl. If you don't, like, that's how the other people, you know. But, yeah, it was, it, it, I had, I was proud of me. I was so proud of me, y'all, that right after I finished at Target, you know, Target be having, like, the, uh, the, uh, the Starbucks in their store. I went to Starbucks and bought me a new cup. It was a mermaid one. 
So I was like, I'm proud of you, girl. And that ain't the only reason why I bought it. I bought it because I wanted it, but I felt like I deserved it. But I was proud of myself. And I was like, dang, Davis, you've come a long way because you could have said something else. And what you would have probably said would have made her more angry. And y'all probably would have been up in here fighting, which is so unnecessary. One, it's unnecessary. Two, it's childish. And come on now, we're an adult. And what type of example would I set for those that's looking at me, those that are watching me? Oh, you just pop off, you just go off? No, that's not how you handle situations. That's not how adults do. You know, I'm not really a fan of, like, reality TV. People be like, oh, you watch this and this? I don't. And the reason why I don't is because I don't feel like these reality shows represent who we really are in life. Now, it might represent some people. It might represent some environments, but it don't represent us all. Because we don't, like, I don't, I can't operate in chaos. My friend asked me, he said, um, Sharon, are you able to, um... I can't remember what word he asked, but he said something about operating or something like that in chaos. And I'm like, I can, but I don't choose to. I can, but I don't choose to. I don't like chaotic things. I don't like messy things. I, I, I don't like things that are drama-filled. I, I, I don't like... I'd rather have a peaceful, enjoyable day versus a chaotic, arguing, fighting day. Like, that, that don't do nothing for me. That... It, Watching people fight and argue, that don't do anything for me. People talking about people, that don't do nothing for me. It does nothing. I don't know what it do for anybody else, but it does nothing for me. Like, and I understand um, situations that will provoke, you know, our, our trying of the patience, right? Our working of the patience. You know, you, people might be provoking you. Um, things might be annoying to you. Um you might even have to deal with misfortunes and or pain or um, things that could cause you to, you know, lose your temper. You know, um, there's different things that could trigger it. But when you learn to work on it every day, um, it becomes a little easier so that when those triggers come, you can stop the trigger. You can stop it before it starts. Does that make sense? Like, there are certain things that you know that will trigger you, but if you learn to create an atmosphere of patience for yourself, and you can start with the little things. Start with the people at your job. That might not be little to some of us, but start with the people at your job. Like, I, I like to call myself a popular loner. I know a lot of people, right? But I love to be by myself. I love to walk by myself. I love to read by myself. I love to have lunch by myself. I take my breaks by myself. Everything by myself. I'm so independent in that area. And it's not because I don't love the people at my job, because I do. I really love them. I think they're great. And I converse with them from time to time. But for the most part, I'm to myself. I'm laughing to myself. I'm talking to myself. I'm doing my own thing. I'm, like, building stuff. Like, I'm making a plan. I'm writing down notes. I'm doing. I'm always working inside of working, if that makes sense. Like, I'm always doing something that's going to contribute to my health and my my future and my, you know, my value. And so uh, start somewhere small, you know, to just start day at a time, you know, with your child and be like, um, today I'm going to respond calmly to everything that they say. I'm going to learn how to respond differently. You know, when somebody do something that I don't like and start instead of getting upset, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes my face can't help but be my face and, Sometimes my face say a lot more than what 
my mouth might say. And so I'm working on the facial expressions, y'all. I am. I'm working on it because if I look at you a certain way, you might know how I feel. But I'm trying to be calm all around. All around. I'm trying to find balance, okay? Um, but with working your patience, um, it's sometimes challenging. Um, it's sometimes impossible, right? It might seem like it's impossible. Um, but I think that for me, making the conscious decision and choosing to not want to be a certain way helped me. Me choosing to respond in love helped me. Me choosing to take a minute to think. And let me tell you why. Because... I've watched relationships and I've watched people argue and disagree and go back and forth and no one's really listening to anyone. Right. And I'm like, I wonder how it would be if you just like when I was dating. Right. And me and my, uh, man will kind of have a disagreement. I would listen to everything he has to say. I would listen. And sometimes I wouldn't respond right away. I wouldn't because I knew the voices. <laughs> and I knew that whatever I was going to say probably would hurt his feelings. And I knew whatever I was going to say probably would not make me proud of me. Because like I said, when it comes to relationships, and I will go deeper in this when we're talking about relationships on another day. But when it comes to relationships, I said this before, I don't want to tear you down with the same mouth that I build you up with. I think that that's not okay. I think that that's contradicting. How do I speak life to you and tell you how amazing you are, how brilliant you are, and I'm praying over you with this same tongue, but then I turn around and I tear you down and I talk about you when I, with the same tongue? So you mean that tongue could do all of that? I had to be mindful. And then my thing is, speak of your mate, speak of your significant other, speak of your spouse the way you would want them to speak of you. I want you to see the value in me. And even when I'm not around, I want you to talk about the great things about me. And I'm hoping that the greatness about me outshines the badness about me. And whatever there is bad about me, that you learn to communicate with me so that we can work through that together and we can build that together. Because what better way of us building this, this dynasty is if we don't do it together? How are we supposed to get over each hump and each obstacle within our marriage if we don't communicate together, right? So I'm le I've learned that Sometimes I can't respond right away. And some, that might be how you build your patience. Sometimes you can't respond right away. People could text me stuff, y'all, and it might take me a minute to respond. Because what I'm about to say right now probably ain't going to be nice. And you got to know that about yourself. Knowing yourself is the best thing in the world. Knowing yourself is the best thing in the world. Knowing how you respond, knowing what you're... Like, if, you're, if you don't want to treat people bad... And you like, man, I don't want to I don't want to respond to this person like that. I really do love them and I want them to hear me. Find another way to communicate. Find another way to respond. Wait a minute. Let it sink in. Think about it. And when you think about it, don't only think about it in the aspect of 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 how it made you feel, but think about how this person is feeling while they're expressing themselves. Take a moment to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Like I keep to Take a moment, not just to hear them, but to feel them and to see them. I hear you. I see you. I feel you. Give me a minute. Because if somebody tells you, like, 
you know, you hurt me. Hear him. Hear him. Yeah, your intentions might not have been to do that, but at least just hear them. Hear them. Because a lot of people just want to be heard. They want to be understood. Right? So work in your patience. You got to find it. You got to make the conscious decision just to change and to not do that and not be that. You don't have to prove to somebody that you, you the one. You don't have to prove to somebody that you're hard. You don't have to prove to somebody that you can fight. You don't have to prove to somebody that you know how to use your words. I've, I hear... <laughs> I, have you ever experienced older people trying to keep up with the younger people? It is just so... So... I don't even know what to call it, but it is just disgusting to watch. <laughs> And when I say that, I mean that with all sincerity. I hear older people like, baby, be 60, be 70. Like, you don't need, I know your children might be young, but come on. I'm not saying you ain't you ain't got to keep up with the young people. What I'm saying is you're not that. You're not that. It's not a flex to say you could keep up with young people. Be your age. Grow up. Like, come on now. That was a sidebar. Anywho, back to what I was telling you. Um, so patience is um, learning to be confronted with a delay, even a denial. Patience is learning that when you are confronted with life challenges and obstacles and things that are not going your way, when you're confronted with these things, you still know how to navigate through these things without going in rage, without being upset. It's really about self-discipline. It's really about self-control. Having self-control and having self-discipline will have you not always responding in rage to every situation that comes your way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Things are not going to always go our way. And life is not going to always happen the way we want it to happen, right? Um, and I thank God for the times when it happened way better than what we want. But sometimes, you know, things won't turn out how we planned it to turn out. You could plan it from A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way to, you know, Z. And somewhere in there, the Q and the T might get mixed up and the S and the D might get mixed up. And what supposed to happen then happened now. And what should have happened there should have happened, happened there. And then, you know, life happens, but learning to navigate that with a positive mindset with hope, because what I've learned is, is what we do. Patients help us to wait in expectation with hope. Patience help us to wait in expectations with joy. Patience help us to wait in expectation um, with, with calm and ease and, and to be healthy. Because what I learned is me, me developing patience has created this healthy lifestyle for myself. Because it's like, okay, I'm proud of the way that I respond to people. I'm proud of the way that I respond 
to my littles. I'm proud of the way that I respond to my best friend and or to my mom, you know, and it wasn't always a time that I was able to respond to my mom with such calm and which with such um, patience, you know, um, and I thank God for that. You know, even the way that I respond to my sisters, you know, like I'm grateful that I'm able to check myself and not always be like, da, 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 da. no, but I wait. And when I when I have the right words to say, words that will help build them, words that will help, you know, fill them, words that will help, you know, keep them in a perfect peace. When I find those words, even if I'm disagreeing with something that you said, even if I'm checking you, even if I'm telling you how I feel about something, I'm trying to find the right right words so that you hear me. And and it's not just about you hearing me, but it's about us coming to a common, respectable ground, you know, and and. This is why I say, you know, the whole attitude or I could go zero to 100 real quick is not a flex for me because my flex is I have the ability to control myself even when someone else is out of control. I have the ability to have self-discipline and hold myself to this high standard even when I'm addressed with foolishness. I have the ability to just work patience even when I'm in an environment or or I'm in an atmosphere where my patience is being tried continuously. That's a big flex. You mean to tell me when people are coming for your head, you still have the ability to be calm, to be patient, to be nice, to be nice. You guys, I am nice to people that tried to tear me down. I am nice to people that stabbed me in the back. I am nice to people that tried to get your girl fired. Do you hear me? <laughs> but the love, the joy in that is they don't even know. They don't know that I know. The people that have come against me, have talked about me, they don't know that I know. They don't know. And let me tell you why they don't know. Because my patience have created this sense of peace in me that you don't need to know. You don't need to know. I'm good with the high and buys. I'm good with the have a great day, drive home safe. I'm good with those. I'm good with those. I'm good with not having a close-netted bond relationship to everyone. That's ex that's exhausting, first of all. And it's hella draining to have to be everything to everybody. But I'm okay with my selective few. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay that patients have created this calmness in me. You know, that, that allows me to love on people even when they've never loved on me. It's like I could speak highly of people, even though I know they talked about me. Like I've spoken highly of people because I really have nothing bad to say about them other than the fact that they said these things about me, but that's nobody's business. If I ain't address it, I don't need nobody else to address it, right? Like it ain't that big of a deal. It is what it is. Life goes on. Because nothing that they have said or done have, have stopped me from thriving, nothing that they have said or done has stopped me from elevating. Nothing that they have said or done, nothing. Did I say nothing? I meant nothing. Because what you have to understand is people can't stop you from being you. Only you can stop you from being you. Can't nobody take you out of your character. Only you can take you out of your character. Can't nobody put you in a place of rage unless you decide to go into that place of rage. Do it make sense? Me choosing to be happy, me choosing to be calm, me choosing 
to be slow to speak, me choosing wisdom, me choosing, you know, to love people from a distance. All of this helped, helps my patience because I realize there's some things and some people that I can't be around because it works my patience too much. There's some conversations I can't have because it works my patience too much and I don't want to lose it because I'm going to say what I say and I'm going to say what, what I'm saying and it might not be the nicest. So you have to learn until you have strength in your walk and strength in your development in this patience thing. You have to know what you can tolerate and what you can't. You have to know what you can endure and what you can't. There's certain conversations right now at this beginning of you're trying to get to your patient place. You won't be able to endure. You will not be able to endure. I am here to tell you, don't do it. Don't go it. Go there. Don't have the conversation. Step away. Until you've built that place of patience, be, until it becomes your lifestyle, until you learn not to respond to everything in rage and anger and, 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 and frustration. Like, that's hard, right? Because sometimes you can be frustrated within yourself. But what do I always tell you? Extend yourself mercy and grace. Mercy and grace, it comes with patience. God's mercy and grace on our life, he is patient. Anybody that has ever heard me pray, especially at church, they would tell you I always thank God for the patience that he have with us because he have extreme patience. For, that, for us who get it wrong every day, who get it wrong every week, who get it wrong every year, and he just keep extending his mercy and grace. He keeps waking us up. He keeps giving us brand new joy, brand new hope, brand new love. Like he keeps. The patience of the Lord is like no other. I ain't got his kind of patience, so don't try me, okay? What I'm telling you is, is that to extend mercy and grace to yourself, you have to have patience. To extend mercy and grace to other people, you have to have patience. Patience is the very, is the root of all of that. It's the root of all of that. I have to be patient enough to, 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 to allow, to see you keep doing this, this, and this, and this. And I have to be patient enough to be like, you know what, Lord? Help me to forgive this person. Help me to move past this. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Because I want to love you. I want to communicate with you. But sometimes people work your patience so much that you don't have that ability to do it. Right? And for those people, you got to kind of stay away from for a while until you built that patience. Until you built it. Now, those of you who are parents, you can't do that. You can't stay away from your children. What you have to do is you have to do little baby steps. Baby steps. Look, baby. Just give mommy a minute. Look, baby. Give daddy a second. Husband and wives, y'all have to learn how to be patient when you talk to each other. Learn how to be patient when you respond to each other. And granted, I'm not telling you that I am a, 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 a expert or any of this. What I do know is that when you operate in patience, you can spare yourself from making more a bigger mess. You can spare yourself from spilling over to other issues and things. When you learn to be patient and really hear and listen to one another, you learn to respond in love and in compassion. I know that's sometimes hard to do because sometimes people could push your buttons. Some people could be working that last nerve that haven't detached, right? But what you have to learn to do is when you're at that last nerve, you have to take time. Back up. Breathe. Take about five minutes to just you and breathe it out. Get your frustrations out. Get your cry out. Whatever you need to get out, get it out. Because I would rather me take that five minutes or ten minutes and get it out on myself and let loose 
and let go than for me to spill over onto someone else. Because say you've had a frustrating day all day, work was hard, people was hard, coworkers were hard, and you come home and your kids might, they're probably not being that rough and your wife or your husband is not being that rough, but just something they say or do just triggers you and sets you off. And now you spill over that whole day on them. How would that make you feel in the end? Like, God darn it, I wasn't really mad at them that much. I wasn't that angry. I wasn't that upset to where I said that and did that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know how when kids do something, I remember one time my nephew and my godson, um, and, you know, we're living in a world right now, you guys, where our little black boys can't just do every anything. They can't. They can't simply because of the color of their skin. And whoever anybody want to believe it or not, it, it is a known fact and it is a truth. So at a young age, we have to teach our boys, you can't do certain things, you can't wear certain things. And that's sickening, right? Very, very sickening because of what the for, for the protection of our babies, we have to teach them this. And I teach my boys this. You can't go everywhere. You can't do everything. For My boys had went and they were around the corner um, and they were sitting on these people's and my rage came from you guys our history not just our history but our present and every thought of what could have happened to my babies went through my brain them being shot them being arrested them being beat them being you know them being racially profiled all of that ran through my brain. I kid you not. And in the middle of me screaming at them because I was enraged. One, because they wasn't on the street where they were supposed to be. I need to, they know it's a certain radius. If I look this way, I better see you. If I look this way, I better see you. If I don't see you, it's a problem. And it's sad that we have to be this protective and this crazy over our babies, but we have to. Because if we don't, we could lose them. You guys... I'm walking, and your girl walking, 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 walking. And I see them, and I yelled at the top of my lungs, if you don't get your here right now, right now. Oh, you guys, it was ugly. It was ugly, and I did not care at that moment. But my brain was like, that's all I saw. It put me in rage instantly. I ain't going to lie. I'm never going to lie about who I am and what I did. I did it. And I ain't too proud of it. But once I calmed down, <laughs> I said, Sharon, you got to fix it. Because I wanted to explain it to them in a way that they would understand it and not be like, okay, God, mom and auntie is crazy. Like, what just happened? Because they don't understand and they don't know. So it's very important that we educate our babies on why. Like, why you did what you did and apologize too. And there's nothing wrong with you apologizing to your children, apologizing to your spouse, apologizing to your family, apologizing and owning what you did and not just owning it, but changing it. Remember we talked about that? Remember owning what you did, accountability and changing it. Um, that was the one time I went crazy and I chose not to do it anymore. I learned to, when they do things, I'll be starting and I'll be like, 
calm down. And I'll take them for a walk and I'll talk to them. Like I do that with the older one. Let me take, let's go for a walk and I'll talk to him because it calms me. And then it lets me communicate to him in a way that he understands and understands. I'm not fussing at you. I'm not angry at you, but I love you so much. So I got to educate you. Get it. So once I was done going to rage y'all and I was like, I needed a drink. That's how bad I was like, Lord, I need something because they about to drive me crazy. Like, I was there like I was angry and it wasn't because of them. It was because of the world that we live in. And I spilled all of that frustration and that hurt on them. Seeing our, our beautiful black boys uh, beaten and murdered for senseless things. It triggers you. It triggers you. And it hurts. It hurts in a place that you didn't even know existed. And when you are a mom, to black beautiful boys, it, it it haunts you day and night. You don't want them walking to stores. You don't want them walking around the corner. You don't want them doing anything but staying in your presence. We're at the park. You not don't go nowhere that I can't see you, because you want to protect them. And so I finally calmed down, y'all. And I was like, look, I had to talk to them, and they was on punishment too. They weren't getting off punishment, <laughs> but I kind of went easy on them a little bit after that. I was like, look. I want y'all to understand where I'm coming from because I'm, I apologize for screaming and going crazy like that. But this is what I saw and this is why I saw it. And this is why I teach y'all what I teach y'all. Because yes, they were with their Caucasian friends and their Hispanic friends and everybody is sitting on these people's white picket fence, y'all. But you guys, you two are different. Whether we want to believe it or not, you two are different. And although everybody is doing it, you two will be the only one that something happened to. And if something happened to y'all, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Like, I, I don't know how I would cope with something happening to y'all because I failed to educate you or I failed to love you in a place where I told you, hey, danger is here. Danger is here. This is what it looked like. This is what I need you to know. This is how I need you to operate. This is how I need you to move. So when I say I need you in my presence, if I look here and I look here and I don't see you, it's a problem. It's a problem for me. Because I keep checking on my boys. Whatever they need. What you, I will sit out there, keep checking. Because we have to protect our babies, right? So I'm saying all that to say I went in rage, y'all. Went crazy. We're absolutely ballistic. <laughs> but I had to apologize. And I've learned to, before I go crazy, because I could be, something could happen, I'd be like, <sighs> and I'll come, and I'd be like, look, give me a minute. Close your mouth, give me a minute. <laughs> give me a minute. Give me a minute. Take your minute. Take your minute to self-reflect. Take your minute to let it resolve and let it, you know, sizzle down. You know, when you open up a can of soda and it starts to sizzle, give it time to sizzle down before you drink it. Give it, give the situation time to simmer down before you address it. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? Don't you feel bad after you've talked to the person that you love so much in a harsh way? You'd be like, ooh, that was too bad. Ooh, that was too much. And you don't know how to come back from it. A lot of y'all don't even know how to apologize, but we'll talk about that on another show. We'll talk about that on another show. <laughs> I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about nobody. PK, I ain't talking about nobody. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about, okay? Um, but yeah, some of us don't know how to apologize, but that's another show. But learning to be patient so that you don't always have to apologize. 
learning to be patient so that you don't always have to come back and be like, oh my goodness, I shouldn't have said that. Oh my goodness, I shouldn't have did that. Learning to apologize so that your anger and your frustration don't win the battle every time. There's a bat. We are constantly fighting a battle within ourselves. If you don't learn to start winning these battles with yourself, you will never win the battles with the people in the world. You don't win the battle by being the loudest. You don't win the battle by being the, the toughest. You don't win that. You think, oh, because you beat so-and-so up, you won the fight. You actually lost. Because there's another way you could have went. Now, there's a difference. I'm not telling you to let people put their hands on you and you don't do your thing. Do your thing, yo. What I'm telling you is you don't have to be the initiator of this stuff. You don't have to be the initiator of the explosion. Right? You don't have to be the initiator of the explosion. And even if somebody explodes, you have the ability to still conquer the situation. I used to tell <laughs> my mom all the time, just because you loud don't make you right. Just because you get the curse and fuss don't make you right. And no, and I said that to anybody, just because you loud, it don't make you right. You could be louder than everybody in this room. You still wrong. You're still wrong. Nothing justify your behavior when you explode like that. Create a lifestyle of patience, starting with yourself and then exercising it on other people, extending yourself mercy and grace, and then extending that same mercy and grace to other people. Because we all say things wrong sometimes. We don't know everything. But learning to be patient and address the situation accordingly will help us to be better, to do better, to live better, to, to love better. To love better. Don't you want to love yourself better? Be patient with yourself. Stop being so hard on yourself. Be patient with yourself to get to the next level. Be patient with yourself to lose the weight. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself to, to get better at whatever it is you need to be better at. Be patient with yourself. We all want these microwave blessings. No, I don't want it. Be patient with yourself. Marriage is coming. Be patient with yourself. The babies are coming. Be patient with your body. Don't put so much stress and tear, wear and tear on your body. Be patient with yourself. Love is coming. Be patient with yourself. The promotion is coming. Be patient. And in that waiting period, learn the patience will help you to navigate through it in a peaceful place, in a happy place. Be patient. Patient is literally trusting that it's going to happen even, even though it's delayed. Even though you might be annoyed that it's not happening right now, be patient with yourself because it's going to come out better than what you expected. Be patient. Excuse me, y'all. These allergies is good. Be patient with yourself. Now, what I need you to do is <laughs> leave a comment. Tell me how you are working on patience. Tell me if you are in the process of working on patience. Tell me if you have patience. Tell me if you want to build patience, because if so, we're going to go deeper into patience if you want to. We're going to figure this thing out for all of us, okay? Because we all need to be in that place of peace. And patience helps you get there. It helps you in so many avenues of your life, and especially how you interact with other people. Patience is necessary. And I know that the Bible says that patience is a virtue, and it really, really is. It really, really is. Do you know how beneficial it is for us to operate in patience? All the time? Do you know how much patience will allow you to endure every situation that you in? Patience is a drive. It will drive you. It will drive you to endure every obstacle, every no, every door closed. It will, it will drive you. 
Yeah, you might have said no, but my yes is coming. That patience. Wait patiently for your yes. Because your yes is going to surpass all things. Your yes is going to be so big. He said, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and I'm going to pour out a blessing that is so great that you won't have room to receive. Your yes is going to pour out so many blessings that you won't have room to receive. So let your, let your patience work that in you. Because patience helps with perseverance. Patience help with, you know, being independent. Patience help with everything that we've been discussing. Patience, patience, patience. It helps with accountability. Patience. Come on, y'all. Let's build our patience. Because you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve to be patient with yourself. And you learn you should you deserve to operate in patience with other people because it will make your relationship with other people better. It really will. It really will. It really will. And then when that person finally gets it, you're going to be like, whoa. And they're going to they're gonna credit you. Thank you for being patient with me. And a lot of us need to thank God every day for being patient with us because we be tripping, y'all. <laughs> we be tripping because that's why I thank him. Thank you for patience, God. Not only thank you for patience for me having patience for other people, but thank you for having patience with me to get things right. You give me a new day every day to get it right to do better, to be better than I was yesterday. Thank you for your patience because you could have been took me, but you left me here to get it right. You keep being patient with me. You keep just, you know, so, yeah. Today was about patience, y'all, and I hope that you learned something. I hope that you gravitated to something. I hope that something set really good in on you. I hope that it fell on good ground and good soil inside of you. I hope that it just starts to grow. I hope that a seed was planted. I hope. That's my hope because I want you to be better. I want you to become the best version of yourself. I'm going to say it every time I see you. I want you to become the best version of yourself. I want you to be happy. I want you to be content. I want you to thrive. I want you to grow, okay? This is what I want. Don't forget that you're important. You are needed. You are necessary. You are loved. You are appreciated, okay? I love you. We love you. You're loved, okay? So thank you again, everyone, for tuning in to the All In No Limits podcast, where you're going to always find me, your girl, your sister, your friend, your niece, your auntie, your pusher, your motivator, and your hype man. I'm going to always push you into your greatest potential. If I have to pull you kicking and screaming, baby, you got to go. You going up. There's only way up. The only way is up. Option is not a failure here, Okay. Option is not a failure here. We're here to heal. We're here to grow. We're here to expand. We're here to evolve. You got this. Whatever you're trying to do, you got this. Whatever you're praying for, you got this. Whatever it is you're standing in need of, have patience for it to fall into your lap. Have patience for it to come to pass. Have patience. It's coming. Why? Because it's already yours. You already spoke it into the atmosphere. So allow that thing to manifest itself. You got this. You got this. Thank you again so much for tuning in to the All In No Limits podcast, where it's me, your girl, Sharon Yvonne. I love you guys so, so, so much. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and uh, share. Share this video with someone. Help someone else. Send it to a friend. Send it to a family member. Send it to your whole group chat, okay? Send it up. Let's go, okay? I love you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I'll be back. Love you. Bye.